Hello, and welcome to the Badass Business Squad podcast, where I help entrepreneurs like you feel lit up in their businesses by connecting them with the best community, education, and business strategy. I'm your host, Katrina Widener. Tune in each week for bite-sized episodes where I'll share implementable advice, interview guest experts, and highlight key takeaways from real hot seat meetings inside the Badass Business Squad group coaching program. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Badass Business Squad podcast. I'm very excited because we have Yana on today, our second Finnish guest, which just makes me internally happy. I met Yana through Melanie Lee, one of the previous guest experts, and so I'm very excited to have you on. Would you mind introducing yourself to everybody quickly? Sure. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited, Melanie introduced us in a way. So my name is Jenna Helberg or Jenna Helberg. <laughs> I work with service-based business owners. You know, they're already seeing success in their business. They're great at what they do. And because of this, they feel like business should kind of objectively be good, but they don't feel quite right behind the scenes. They often describe that they struggle with kind of following through on things that they like to do. Like if they have a project or a business update in mind, they somehow just can't get to them. Maybe they prioritize the client work or they just start working longer hours to try and fit this stuff in. Even if they did have the time, for some reason, they just avoid it because they feel like they can't bring themselves to do the thing. So I lean on my training as a psychologist and my experience as a photography business owner, and then just as a practical fin to try to help them find these practical shifts that that help them spend more of their time on the things that they actually want to do, that they actually care about. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. I love so many of the things that you bring to this conversation. And for everyone listening today, we're going to be talking about exactly what we were talking about, how People can often see that self-discipline is what's going to get them to that next stage. And mm-hmm. maybe that's not where actually the problem lies. And we are all made with consistent access to a lot of willpower. <laughs> but I really appreciate that you're also bringing your background as a psychologist and as a thin and just your own personal experience as well to this conversation. Because I think that this is something that people struggle with all the time is this idea of I should just be able to force myself to do this thing. That's just not how we as human beings operate. So I'm excited to dive in. (laughs) Yes. So I think people have probably gotten a good idea of what we're going to be talking about today. But just to make sure that everyone is on the same page, I was hoping you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit about your expectation of trying to hustle your way to this end goal. And also just a little bit of like how you've seen it show up in other entrepreneurs. Yes, for sure. So I think there are a couple of things that are in the background of this. So many of us start out in a regular job. And even before that, we were in an environment where putting in more work resulted in some kind of reward. So school and then later the regular work environment. And I had that. I worked as a psychologist. I had, you know, the regular job with the regular hours. If you worked overtime, you get paid overtime, that kind of thing. But when we start our businesses, we maybe don't have that model of how we can 
make business work and how we should do the thing. At least when I started out, the prevailing message out there was you just have to hustle, hustle. You just have to do all the things, try all the things, take all the jobs. And I just went with that. And I think that's kind of what many of us do. At first, it can feel great. It's like, yeah, I'm getting so much done. I'm doing all these things. I'm getting out there. But at least for me, after a few years, it was just like, I can't. Things started to get harder. It was harder to do the new things and add on more stuff. So it's kind of like that high achiever <laughs> from school is trying to still do more, more, more to see results. And it's just not working. And I think what a lot of us start to do then is like, okay, it's the hustle thing. We still sort of search the motivational world, the mindset world for solutions. Like, I'm just going to get more motivated. I'll get more self-discipline. I'll get more willpower if I just like follow these people's stuff. Mm -hmm. And when it doesn't work, it gets really frustrating. <laughs> what I think is positive is we do need a type of mindset to do this business thing. We do need motivation, but there are other things we need to having good systems and practices in place that help us sort of focus on the work that actually makes an impact. But the trouble there is also that we easily go, I'm going to get that new planner. I got the get shit done planner because I was like, yeah, this is my year. <laughs> and when that doesn't work either, when just putting in place systems doesn't work either, things again get frustrating. Then for me, at this point, it started being like, I just need a break. I'm so exhausted. I'm going to watch Netflix for a day or I'm going to go for a vacation or like I'll go for a pedicure. I'm doing self-care today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, trying to get back to the hustle again. Like basically, I just did self-care so that I could hustle again. Yeah. Yeah. I think that so many people listening are going to be like, I completely feel that exact same way. And even as you were talking, I was just like, oh my gosh, it fits in so well with that idea of true self-care isn't taking a vacation from your day-to-day -day life or escaping from your day-to-day -day life. It's making a life you don't feel the need to escape from. Our society is just not set up to support that idea though. Our society and really capitalism as a whole is like buy this four-hour work week book or miracle morning or the high performance planner. We talk about all of these things and I think what's important is finding out what works best for you individually and not just trying to adapt what someone else is doing. I'm really glad that you mentioned there are systems you can put in place. There's tasks that you can do that make things easier so that then you don't have to just be like, all right, this person does the miracle morning. I'm going to go do the miracle morning too, because that's going to be the thing that makes me super motivated, or that's going to be the thing that gives me willpower when. It's just another thing you're actually adding on your to-do list in a sense. It's another way of hustling. Like it makes me think of the get rich quick programs where it's like get motivation quick. <laughs> so I'm glad that you brought all of that up. When it comes to these ideas of how to really take a look at finding solutions that are supportive instead of really helping that narrative of I should be doing more, where would you recommend people get started or what kind of tangible ideas would you give for them? 
Yes. So I'd love to start out by talking about my framework because I think that that helps kind of (laughs) frame these solutions that can be helpful. So there are a few things that are at play when it comes to like getting things done, getting ourselves motivated to do a thing. One of them is just across the board for everybody, which is how our brain is built. So there are things in our brains that just kind of stop us from getting the things done or trying new things, all these mechanisms, because our brain is all about instant gratification or avoiding urgent pain. So it's really hard to motivate ourselves to update the copy on my website because there's no sort of instant pain. Maybe some of us can get an instant gratification from, (laughs) from doing it, but it's not the same as seeing money in your bank account right away or getting that client project done. So the brain is like one thing where everyone has these challenges. But then I've identified this kind of ecosystem that can help us not bypass the brain, but it can help us. It makes it easier for us to do the things despite of how our brain is built. The first part of it is wholeness. So our physical, emotional, mental well-being plays such a huge part in our ability to be productive. When we feel well, we do better. When we don't do so well, our brain tries to protect us and tries to get us to do even less because it's like, you're stressed out. So I'm going to save you from updating your course, (laughs) whatever it is that you have planned. And then the second piece of this ecosystem is design. So it is the systems and the routines and that stuff that we talked about before. But it's important that those things are the ones that fit us. Like you just earlier said that we try all these things that don't necessarily fit us. And that might be that we have a bunch of tasks that we do in our business. And maybe we, as part of our design, give them off to NVA. But if they're tasks that don't even bring us results, there's no point in handing them off when we could just stop doing them. And then the third piece is. Sisu, which is a Finnish word that basically means resilience, determination, having grit. You have a determined way of approaching challenges, even when they're hard. So when I talk about these three things, it may sound like the pushing through and the self-discipline, but it's kind of a healthier version of that. And it's the same with the design piece and then the wholeness piece, which is what we often just ignore as business owners. So. When we have like a kind of even amount, when we strengthen all of these pieces of the ecosystem, it becomes easier to do the things despite how we're built. Yeah, that makes so much sense. We as human beings oftentimes make things harder on ourselves in a lot of ways. Mm. But I'm thinking of there's this book called Business Brilliant where it compares the mindsets and the ways that self-made millionaires in America answer questions versus how the middle class in America answers the exact same question. It was a very interesting book, but the one that has always stuck in my mind is this idea that when the question was, what is the next action to take when something doesn't work? Or if you've tried something and it doesn't work, middle America was saying you stop doing that thing and you go do something else. And self-made millionaires were saying, you just slightly 
tweak it and move forward. And then you tweak it and you move forward and you tweak it and you move forward. That's how you find success. And I think that that's like a very similar idea to what you're saying about this more healthy, more holistic way of viewing grit and determination. It's not forcing yourself or pushing past your limits or creating this life that feels so stressful in the day to day because you don't have any of these systems in place or you haven't thought proactively, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's being determined enough to say, okay, this isn't working. How can I adjust things so that they are working for me instead of pushing past it? How can I adjust this so that it's a little bit easier? And I think that also as entrepreneurs and really as a society, we think a lot about this idea of when I achieve this one thing, then I'll have these feelings. Or if I make X amount of money, then I can have the life that I don't need to take a vacation from. Or if I get this many new clients, then I can afford this person to come in and help me or whatever it might look like. So yeah, it completely makes sense to me of this just new way of viewing the term grit or viewing the term determination as opposed to like a self-judging and more of a self-supportive aspect. So makes a lot of sense. I love that you're saying the things that I had thought I'd say, <laughs> but it's tricky because often when we can't get ourselves to do the things, we make it mean something about us or like when business isn't quote unquote a success yet, we make it mean something about us when we could be looking for like, wait, this is just information. If I'm feeling like this, when I try to do this, what's the information I can get from here? And then you can solve for that put in place the systems or take care of yourself so that you actually have the energy to keep doing the things. And I love what you said about that. We think that we'll enjoy things once we achieve something, but that's kind of what this is all about. The wholeness piece, especially, but also like the CISO piece, the kind of mindset slash motivation piece. If we can do business in a way that already feels good now, if we can live that life we thought we were going to have as a business owner, if we can live that now while we're working towards the things, it's going to be a lot easier. It's going to be more sustainable. It's going to be more fun because so many give up way before they get to whatever milestone they had in mind when that's when I'm going to be happy and feel good and do all the things. And the thing is, if we're already trained to push or hustle our way to this goal point when we reach that goal point we're just going to pick a new goal point it's not like we're going to be like oh, i'm going to change the way my brain works now just magically like i know for myself i was always super resistant to the idea of hiring someone until i reached a specific pay grade essentially mm -hmm. and it actually took somebody else who i was working with as a client who was like, oh, I hired this person and they're actually like helping me get to that next level as opposed to I get to that next level and then I get them. And I was like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. Why didn't I ever think about that beforehand? And now I have my business manager, Brittany, and I have my podcast editor, Carolyn, who's going to be editing this podcast. To have them on board to do these things that provides me the ability to, one, not do the tasks that really drag me down, that really take up my time and my energy so that I can't be focusing on the things that 
bring me joy and light me up and are actually like the best thing I do, which if I'm stressed about meeting with my clients because I don't feel like I have time, then that's defeating the whole purpose of my business. <laughs> yeah. But then also by having them on my team, I get people who have new ideas and who are able to say, oh, I have this person I can get you into connection with, or I know this podcast that maybe you can go on. And also for me, it's like a collaborative thing so that I feel better in the moment anyway, even if I wasn't having extra work get done. And it's just like that small switch of expanding my brain to see how that could be possible for me, as opposed to stuck in my old ways of thinking that really, really made it click for me. Okay, so we're getting close to the end of our time limit. So for the last question I wanted to ask you was for anyone who's sitting here saying like, okay, I'm really intrigued by your framework. I really love exactly everything that you guys have been talking about, but how do I get started? What would be the first thing I can do? Okay, so what I would suggest that you start out with is maybe figuring out in which area of that ecosystem I talked about you could use a boost first. And I mean, I'm going to say that for most business owners, it's probably most likely going to be the wholeness piece. So try to identify a couple of things that you could do to add to that piece of your ecosystem. Not things that, you know, everyone else is doing, not things that seems trendy or cool right now, but to really evaluate what would actually feel supportive for you what would actually fit you as a person, but also fit your business, fit the goals that you have right now, or just what fits the life that you want to live as a business owner. If you want a refresher on the framework, you can just find it at jennahelberg.com framework so that you can see kind of what kinds of things these might include. Yes, the link will be in the show notes so everybody can find it there. Awesome. So then it's just a matter of starting to incorporate that into your life. And I got to say, when I started investing in my wholeness piece, it brought me so much mental clarity and it was so much easier to then see what would make sense in my business. What systems could I put in place? What can I stop doing? So that's probably the area where I'd recommend everybody start. Perfect. Thank you so much for coming on. This has been amazing. Before we hop off, will you let everyone know where they can find you? And if you have any freebies you'd like to offer them, now is the time. For sure. So any of my current resources that I have, you could find at jennahelberg.com slash hello. I'm also a podcast host and my podcast is called Building Balance. So that might be a good place to go if you've recognized that you're kind of trying these surface level solutions and want to figure out what actually works for you. So there's a good chunk of thoughts and tips around that on the podcast. Perfect. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. If you guys have any questions on anything, just come and ask us. We're here for it. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Katrina, for having me on. This was so much fun. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If what you heard was impactful in any way, it would mean the world to me if you left a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. And if we aren't friends on Instagram yet, come join the party at katrina.widener or come visit the website at katrinawidener.com.